Hey, it's Matt Bowles. If you want to hang out with me in person, I'm going to be at the Latino Travel Fest in Elizabeth, New Jersey, May 31st to June 2nd. And I've got a 15% discount for you to join me. Just go to themaverickshow.com slash Latino. That's L-A-T-I-N-O. There you're going to see your 15% discounted ticket. There are going to be multiple guests from The Maverick Show attending, so you'll be able to hang out with all of us in person. You do not need to be Latino in order to attend Everyone is welcome. Again, get your discounted ticket at themaverickshow.com slash Latino. And as soon as you do, send me a DM on Instagram at Matt Bowles Maverick. Let me know that you're coming so that we can make plans to link up in person. And now here's a clip of what's coming up on today's episode. On this episode, I bring back New York Times bestselling author and CPA, Diane Kennedy, and she breaks down all of the U.S. government stimulus legislation and explains how to get free money from the U.S. government. Specifically, she breaks it into categories and talks about which programs are right and applicable to you whether you're unemployed, you're an independent contractor, a self-employed person, you run a business, you're a real estate investor. She goes through it all here and even pulls out some programs that the mainstream media is not talking about. And she also talks about her personal real estate investing portfolio and how her rental properties are holding up during COVID-19. She shares some techniques that she's using to optimize rent collection during the pandemic and explains why she and most of her real estate investor clients are looking to buy rental properties within the next 30 days. A lot of her clients buy their properties through my company, Maverick Investor Group. And if you would like to have a free consultation with us to chat about your real estate investing goals and get your questions answered, we would love to get to know you and have a chat with you. You can go to www.themaverickshow.com slash consult, and you can register there for a free consultation. We would love to connect with you and get all your questions answered. And now let's get into the episode. is The Maverick Show, where you'll meet today's most interesting real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and world travelers, and learn the strategies and tactics they use to succeed. And now, here's your host, Matt Bowles. Hey, everybody. It's Matt Bowles. Welcome to The Maverick Show. My guest today is Diane Kennedy. She is a certified public accountant, real estate investor, location-independent entrepreneur, and the New York Times bestselling author and co-author who has written 15 tax and real estate books. Diane has over 35 years experience advising some of the nation's wealthiest and most prominent business owners and real estate investors including Rich Dad, Poor Dad author Robert Kiyosaki, and she wrote one of the first books in his Rich Dad Advisors series. Diane's mission today is to disclose the money-making, tax savings, and asset protection secrets used by the super-rich and explain them to everyday Americans using real language with actionable steps. 
She is the co-founder of U.S. Tax Aid Services and the founder of Cashflow Accounting, both of which are completely virtual companies that she can run from anywhere in the world. And she and her husband, Richard, have traveled to over 40 countries. She has just published her latest book entitled Corona Tax, Free Money, New Opportunities. Diane, welcome back to the show. Oh, it's so good to talk to you, Matt. I always just enjoy hearing what's going on in your world, too. This will be a fun conversation. I'm so excited to have you back. If anybody missed the first episode when you were on the show, that was episode number 42. And I want to encourage people to listen to that because we went through your entire entrepreneurial journey, how you built your location-independent accounting firm. And we went through a whole bunch of real estate tax strategy on that particular episode. So I want to make sure folks go ahead and listen to that. I wanted to bring you back today to just dive in and have a conversation with you about all the stuff that's going on right now in the COVID-19 environment in terms of the stimulus bills that have been passed, the opportunities out there for business owners, real estate investors, all this kind of stuff. And of course, to chat about your new book that addresses a lot of that. But let me just start off, Diane, and ask you, where are you calling in from today? And how are you doing? Are you staying safe and healthy and sheltering in place and all that? Well, I'm calling in right now from Baja, California. We're about an hour south of the border. Uh, we have a house that's on the Pacific Ocean. And so I'm in my home office looking at the ocean right now. And it's a beautiful sunny day. It's gorgeous here. We have a little bit of property. So, you know, we do shelter in place here and it's not bad. We got a pool, we've got a garden and I got the ocean. So this and we got food delivery. I mean, this is pretty awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let me also check in with you because I know that you are a real estate investor mm -hmm. and have for decades, you know, used the strategy yourself to buy and own rental properties to build your own wealth. How has the COVID-19 impacted your real estate investments in terms of tenants paying rent and all that kind of stuff? How is your portfolio holding up? You know, it's it's an interesting question because just like you, you know, I'm a firm believer in real estate. I mean, my whole philosophy is build a business, take the money, invest in real estate. And we have only one of our tenants who lost his job through all of this. He's located actually in Phoenix, Arizona. And he and his wife have both been, are now unemployed, I think, for the first time in their lives because they seem kind of shattered almost by it. And they can't go out and find another job. And so they're kind of stuck. And if anybody's been following how unemployment's working as of today, most states don't have the unemployment programs working. It's a four to five week lag in Arizona, for example. And just as a strategy there is my husband called him and, you know, how are you doing? What's going on? And he said, how about, would you guys be able to pay half the rent this month? And then we'll work the other half out when you get your job or you get unemployment and we can work that out. I thought the guy was going to cry. He was so happy with that solution because I don't think he'd ever been in this position before. And I'd heard about this from a few of my other clients that have got a lot of real estate. They're calling all of their tenants or having their property manager do it and not to hassle them, but just, are you guys okay? What's going on? And then trying to work out a solution because having your tenant pay you something is better than them paying nothing. What we have with the CARES Act, as you might be aware, that there is an eviction moratorium in there. 
but it's only for specific government-backed loans. So Fannie and Freddie, for example, or HUD. And if you have private funding or if you're free and clear on your property or you have like an apartment building, you're not going to have that kind of loan. But for a lot of single-family homes, you may have it. And if you do, then you do have a stay that there is an eviction stay. Somebody could say they're not going to pay you and there's nothing you can do about it. However, it's better to have them on your side and working together, I believe. So having them pay you something is better than nothing. And with an agreement that down the line, we're all going to work this out. Because if they've been a good tenant, you want to keep them. You don't want in three months when this is over to kick them out. Right. I think that's really important. And I think communication really is the best thing. And, you know, showing genuine empathy at this time. And like Mm -hmm. you said, people appreciate that. And then they reciprocate, you know, and that's really the way to work through a lot of this stuff. And then you can just have that conversation, that creative resolution. You know, what is your situation? Tell me what you're going through. And then you can Mm -hmm. work out together what that payment plan might be. And, you know, that works best for everybody. So I think proactive communication is definitely the right thing at this time. I think it's an important thing you mentioned about the eviction moratorium, Diane, because some of it, as you mentioned, there's a federal piece of it there. And then there's also state specific pieces Mm. there. But for people that are considering, you know, I mean, through this time, of course, the proactive communication, I think, and the empathy and negotiating with the tenants and just making sure that a plan is in place that works for everybody, I think is definitely the best way to kind of get through this. But then for people that are thinking about buying rental properties right now, you know, and and increasing their acquisitions right now, most of that is going to be over with those eviction moratoriums, you know, the longest ones, I think, expire in maybe you know, September or something, right? Like a six month since the CARES Act was passed or something. It's actually four. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all it is? is Yeah. It's basically for most of it is the end of July. Most of this goes away. Oh, okay. So then most people won't even have to, uh, you know, have that as part of their equation Mm -hmm. when they're considering buying new properties at this time. Is that right? Right. Exactly. It's interesting because one of the trends that I'm watching is how many people are now wanting to grow their own food because there's a concern about what's happening and they want to move out of the apartments and into single family homes so they put a garden in or, you know, have a deck where they've got some, you know, tomatoes growing or something because there's concerns about what's going to happen. And I think there's been a little bit of a back to nature move, if everything, you know, it's like, hey, we sheltered at home. We kind of like it. We want to make our place we shelter a little bit friendlier and more conducive to life. Yeah, I think that de-densification trend uh, that Mm -hmm. you mentioned about people moving out of apartments and, you know, really dense communal living spaces, particularly buildings that share elevators and laundry rooms and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I think there's definitely, you know, a lot of the property management companies that I've been talking to are definitely seeing an increased demand for single family rental properties as folks start moving out of apartments and into those single family homes. And I think that's only going to be bolstered if there's tightening mortgage restrictions or if fewer people can qualify to buy their house, then that's just going to increase rental demand for single family rentals as well. You agree? Yeah, absolutely. That's what we saw at the end of 2008. I mean, people that were able to hang on as landlords and had good cash flowing properties, they really did well because people that lost their houses that they couldn't afford to stay in anymore, they had to go live somewhere. And so the rental pool just became much larger. But, you know, it's interesting you were just mentioning about elevators and whatnot. I know that there are moves in some countries where they're banning elevators. And I'm just thinking, it's like, great, I would really not want to live on on the 30th floor of an apartment building without an elevator, for example. 
Right, right. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Do you have any other sort of real estate trends that you're observing or sort of tips for people that are interested in getting into the game or increasing their real estate acquisitions at this time, things that they might want to pay attention to or think about and consider? that's going on right now? Yeah, I I would say primarily my client base are people that are really heavily real estate investors and they are watching for a little bit. And I would say for a little bit like 30 days or less, because there is a concern we're going to see inflation kicking in here and real estate is just a wonderful hedge against inflation because your dollar is worth less, but the property you have will, and the rents you have will generally increase with inflation. So it's one of the best investments you can have in inflationary times. And interest rates are so low. And right now for most lenders, it's still fairly easy to qualify. I do believe though, if we start seeing a lot of foreclosures, they might tighten that again, like they did in 2009, 2010. So that's why they're watching just because they're trying to get their feet under them and figure out where they want to go, but they're not going to wait. They're not waiting for a big crash to happen because the better time is to buy when you can rather than when it's at the very lowest price because you might have to go in with all cash in that case. So don't wait is the answer I would say out of all of this. Right. And there, you know, most of the people that I've talked to are not expecting a big crash, like a 2008 type of, you know, market decline because there wasn't the same unsustainable, you know, price explosion leading up to this. And the government's actually been intervening to, um, you know, sustain and bolster a lot of the housing prices and to prevent foreclosure by offering things like a mortgage forbearance program, uh, you know, for people that can't pay their mortgage and things like that. Can you talk a little bit about that, Diane, in terms of what the mortgage forbearance program is, how it works, and also any, you know, cautionary things for for people to know if they want to explore that? You bet. Okay, so there's actually a number of forbearance programs right now. The mortgage forbearance is something that's actually dictated by the government for, again, federally subsidized loans, Fannie, Freddie, you know, that type of thing. Interestingly enough, when this first came out, there was a concern. And in fact, a major bank was saying, yeah, fine, we'll give you the three months forbearance like we have to, which means you don't have to make those payments then. But then on the fourth month, you have to make that fourth month payment and the other three. And uh, one of the big banks, publicly said that, which was scary to say the least. It's like, okay, if I couldn't make the payments for the last three months, how am I going to come up with four months? So there was a lot of concern about what that meant. The government came back in and addressed it and has now mandated that in the case of Fannie and Freddie and HUD, that they have to do some kind of workout program. They can't demand all the payments in that fourth month. Instead, there's programs where you might have six months to pay it back, or maybe it's added on to the end of the year, or maybe there's reduced payments that are made for the rest of the term of your loan. It depends on your own circumstances, but they have to do a workout plan with you on those. So that's really good news to see that. Just to throw out a couple of other things, although they're not federally mandated, but I know this does affect some people. Student loans, there's a number of changes with those. For example, you don't have to make the payments. You've got some forbearance there. Interest and penalties do not apply. If you're currently in some kind of workout program on your student loan. That's also subject to forbearance. You don't have to worry about that. There's also benefits for employers if they pay up to $5,250 of your principal on the student loan, they get a deduction. It's not taxable to you. So if you've got student loans, take a look at that. I've got a whole section on that in my book, Corona Tax. 
Additionally, you've got a car loan that's with the car manufacturer. They've got forbearance plans now. Just as an example, General Motors with GMAC has got that. And credit card companies have got workout plans too. So we're seeing things we didn't see back in 2008, 2009. Everybody's jumping in to try to help, which is a wonderful state to be in. And I think that means that things aren't going to crash as badly. Another reason that I'm very hopeful and, and happy about real estate, and we're watching it figure out what we're going to do next too, because we'll probably be jumping in as well again. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I think that's really, you know, significant that, you know, these mortgage forbearance programs, even for people that don't need to use them, you know, the fact that they're for other people, your mm-hmm. neighbors or your fellow yeah. real estate investors to use to make sure that, you know, they hang on to their property, it doesn't go into foreclosure and therefore it doesn't cause the price dip. That's actually helping to sustain a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of these housing prices throughout this thing. So I, I think that a lot of these dynamics and the choices that, you know, the government's making to do some of these things are going to have, you know, uh, th- there's going to be a lot of very different effects than there were in the last crash, not to mention where we were starting from, you know, in terms of like, yeah. you know, the the mortgages that people have on these properties and getting a 30-year fixed mortgage is very different from getting a stated income, no asset, you know, loan right. uh, that you don't qualify for. and uh, With you a know, balloon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah they exactly. were crazy stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's awesome. So let's go a little bit deeper into some of the free money that's available to people in terms of some of these stimulus bills and some of the things that have been passed in this COVID-19 era here, Dan. We've had a couple different right. bills passed. You've been monitoring it closer than anyone else I know. Uh, <laughs> and you've got the new book out on all of this stuff here. But right. I just want to kind of talk through some of these and maybe you know, just break it into categories in terms of, you know, what's available for business owners, for real estate investors, and then for, you know, independent contractors, self-employed, you know, folks, and even just regular employees. Maybe we could even just start there. I mean, with the unemployment opportunities in terms of what has been done in terms of, you know, regular unemployment insurance and how people can collect unemployment versus right now in terms of the expansion of qualifications as well as the amount of money that's available. Yeah. Okay. So unemployment. First of all, let's talk about the big problem, the elephant in the room, and that's that most of the states are just completely inundated. They've got way more requests than they've got staff to handle. Plus, there were some major changes made to how unemployment is administered, and so they had to do code rewriting at a time when, you know, they got people sick and they can't work in the office or having to telework, and it's just been chaos. So the thing right now with the states is patience. It, but it doesn't mean you aren't going to get your unemployment. It might means you might not get it right now. So effective with March 29th, 2020, that was the day that this all rolls out into effect. If you then are unemployed due to COVID-19, and that could be because of a shelter in place, because you have symptoms, because somebody in your family has symptoms, because your kids are home from school, somebody needs to be with them, or you have a health issue. If you've got one of those things happening, then you're going to apply. This will work for you. You Then whichever is the later date, March 29th or the day that you've lost your job, whatever is later, you then have, there's no waiting period for unemployment. You get whatever the state amount is plus $600 for the per week 
for the period from March 29th through July 25th, 2020. And you then pass that if you still haven't gotten back to work, the state will continue for a total of 39 weeks of unemployment. So there's a number of things that are brand new there. First of all, there's a federal amount of $600 extra per week. There's no waiting period. And we've got this extended time. One of the biggest ones that for my clients that has hit is that for the first time ever, self-employed people. That means you have your own business. It could mean you're a solopreneur. It could mean you're a gig worker, a 1099 independent contractor. You also are eligible for unemployment. And that's the part that has really thrown all the states into a loop because it was never true before. So they have to change how the computer programs work so that that's being allowed. A lot of the states still haven't gotten that done. But my word to everyone here, especially if you've now gone back to work, don't give up on trying to get that unemployment. It might take a little longer to get it. You might need to keep checking in every week and it might be a pain, but they will pay it to you and they will catch up all those weeks that you don't I want to take just one minute out to let you know that in addition to hosting The Maverick Show, I am also the co-founder of Maverick Investor Group, a real estate brokerage that helps you buy turnkey rental properties in the best U.S. real estate markets from anywhere. So these are single family homes sometimes two to four unit properties, and they're either brand new or fully renovated, and they already have tenants and local property management in place. So you get all the benefits of owning the deeded real estate, that physical house, the hard asset, without the headaches of being the landlord or the rehabber or needing to live near the property. So I wanna offer you a free consultation if that sounds interesting to you. To learn more about it, you can just go to themaverickshow.com slash consult. And now, back to the episode. So there's a nice payday coming. Now, Dan, what if you're a self-employed person and you've seen a decline in income, but it's not like you had a complete 100% shut off or, or let's just say there's been, maybe there's some resistance. Like let's say, for example, if you're a real estate agent, right? And you've seen just a, a big drop off in your business maybe because you can't you know show houses or, or things the way you used to or different things are, are going on now, but maybe your business didn't go to zero. Like maybe you still had mm-hmm. you know a, a closing or so you know, coming through or things like that. So how does that person navigate this? Okay. So if you have a business where you are the sole employee, like basically a business as a real estate agent, just using that one, you actually could possibly qualify for unemployment. It, there is, it is possible to get unemployment if your income is significantly dropped. However, probably the program that's going to be the better fit is going to be one of the SBA loans. So there's two of them that everybody talks about, but there's a couple more that I want to mention as well. One of them is the Paycheck Protection Plan, PPP. What that is, is you take the amount of income you've got, whether it's payroll, if you have an S-corp and you write yourself a check, or if you just happen to have a Schedule C sole proprietorship, you don't have an entity and you just have your net income. So whatever your average monthly is, times two and a half 
times. And that's the amount of the PPP loan you can get. Now, if you have a bunch of employees, that amount could be you know, significantly larger. Then once you get that money, you have eight weeks to spend the money, whatever, you, and you have to spend it in accordance with the plan, which is 75% or more has to go to employees qualifying payroll costs, which could be in you as well. And then the other less than 25% can go toward rent and utilities. Once that's done, it's a grant that's forgiven. Now, let me give you a little asterisk that we just kind of got handed a, I didn't see that one coming this weekend. By the way, for people who buy the book Corona Tax, what I'm doing is I'm giving you a link into a VIP group on Facebook. It's a secret group. And I'm going to be giving updates on this because this is a very dynamic part of law. For example, we just had the IRS give us a ruling none of us expected this weekend. When Congress wrote this with the PPP amount, that two and a half times, whatever you spend in eight weeks, it's forgiven. They also said that money's tax-free. Great. Well, the IRS said, fine, that might be tax-free, but now all those expenses that you used in order to qualify for that, we're not going to let you take a deduction for. So in other words, it is taxable. It's not tax-free because they just took a whole bunch of deductions away from you. And Congress this morning said, "Uh uh-uh, that's not what we said. So Congress is now meeting to refine the wording in this, and we'll see if it passes through. Probably it is, because I think that it was a case of just poorly worded, and the IRS jumped on an opportunity. But that's the kind of thing that's happening right now in this area of tax law is what time is it? And I'll tell you the answer because it's changing so quickly. But that's the PPP loan. I think it's a great deal. It still has money. It's one of the few SPA programs that did lose money for a while, got refunded, and it's got about half of the money spent now. But you can still make application for that through an SBA lender, your bank. I've heard that PayPal has got one of the better plans. They're qualifying pretty fast through PayPal. Also, QuickBooks has got that. If you've got QuickBooks online, you can use that. Uh, You can go through them. There's a few other companies like that. I think Square or Stripe is doing it as well. And sometimes they seem to be faster than the big banks. Okay, that's the PPP loan. The next one that we hear more about is the EIDL, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan. And this is the one, by the way, that real estate investors, it also specifically said real estate investors can use this. And initially it was touted as you could get an advances of, of up to $10,000. And if you follow these rules, it's a grant you don't pay tax on. When the SBA got a hold of it, though, they changed it and said, no, you don't get $10,000. Instead, what you get is the $1,000 per employee. So Real estate investors maybe aren't going to be able to use this one like we'd hoped for. That's because the advance anyway is going to be predicated on having employees and generally real estate investors don't have a lot of employees. So that might not be quite as good as we'd hoped for. And they ran out of money, they got an infusion of cash, and they still have not added any additional loans. In other words, they're not taking any more loans now. They think that they need all that second infusion of Uh, cash just to pay for the ones that people have applied for. We'll have to see how that sorts out. Let me just kind of jump in to sort of recap some of this. So basically, the EIDL is basically out of money. And at this time, they haven't refunded it. And it's not really a viable avenue at the time that we're recording this for people to pursue. But the Paycheck Protection Program is the premier option for both business owners that have employees to get about two and a half months worth of their payroll 
or for independent contractors, solopreneurs, all those folks are also eligible, even if they are the only solo person, they're still eligible to apply for the PPP and get about two and a half months worth of their wages that they pay themselves or their 1099 income that they earn based on the average of their 2019 income. Is that how it's calculated? Uh, yeah, it, it's 2019. Yes, that's accurate. But however, if they just started, as long as they had a business in place at January 31st, they could use, if they've got one month's worth, they could base it off of that. Okay, got it. And then just to be super clear, this we're using the term loan, but the PPP program for these two and a half months is a forgivable loan. And I just want you to clarify what that mm-hmm. means and what the criteria is to get it forgiven. And do you have to document that or how does that work? Sure. So the the way it is, is you make the application, it's two and a half times, whatever it is. Let's just use the number, say you've got $10,000 a month. So you're going to get $25,000 in a quote unquote loan. You get the money in your account, you now have ready, set, go eight weeks to spend it. If you spend all of that money in accordance with the program, you do not have to pay it back. So the things you can spend it on, 75% or more have to be in qualified payroll costs. So that would be the gross amount of payrolls that you pay, or it could be payments that you make to yourself. If you pay anyone over $100,000 a year, you're limited to only the amount of that first $100,000. Additionally, any amount that you're paying for medical insurance for you and employees, and retirement plans. So for some people that are worrying, how am I going to spend all this money? Maybe it's time to get a retirement plan real quickly set up and fund it during that time, that two-week period. The other less than 25% can be paid for use for rent and utilities. And utilities can be you know anything that goes along with the business, your internet, your cell phone, water, power, electric, you know, those kinds of things as well. As far as documentation, it's actually kind of silent in the CARES Act on what that is, and they're leaving it to the lender to determine what exactly they want to see. Most likely, they're going to want to see proof of canceled checks or debit transfers or PayPal or you know some way that you can prove that you actually paid for whatever that expense was. In the case of rent, they might want to see some kind of a lease agreement. And other than that, maybe bills for the utilities. And then just you know proof of the, what the payroll is. The challenge sometimes that that people run into is maybe I need to have some more money to spend. And that's where we talk about, well, maybe do a bonus to yourself or your employees. There are two additional rules here. The one that I've mentioned already is 75% or more has to be for qualified payroll accounts. The second is you have to have the same number of what they call full-time equivalents. So if in the year prior you had five employees and now you have less than five, you're going to have less that's forgiven. You have to have the same number of people still working for you. It doesn't have to be the same people, but you have to have the same number. Okay. So to get the money completely free, meaning they give it to you and they say, this is a loan, but if you meet these conditions, we're going to forgive the loan. So it's literally just free money. As long as you get it and you spend it on what you're supposed to spend it on, then the entire thing is forgiven and you don't need to pay it back ever. It's completely free money. So for independent contractors, solopreneurs, self-employed people, if you're a self-employed person and you say 2019, you know, my average amount of wages I paid myself was this, 
And then, you know, per month, and then you multiply it by two and a half times. And then you say, this is my two and a half months of average wages in 2019. And then you get that from them. And then you just simply use it to pay it to yourself as wages. Then, and you say, look, I pay it to myself as wages and then totally forgiven and the money is free. Is that right? That is correct. Yep. And uh, Congress also said that you didn't pay tax on it, but then the IRS did this little dance this weekend. So we'll see how that shakes out. Um, (laughs) The uh, it's interesting because those are the two loans everyone's talking about. I've got another one I want to mention. Yeah, go ahead. There were four other SBA loans that were discussed. Uh, One is something called a seven A loan, and it's like the big. SBA loan that if you if most people think of when they think they're getting an SBA loan, like you're going to buy a business or you've got some major changes you're making. And, you know, these are the loans that are up to a couple million dollars usually. Well, if you get an SBA loan or you if you have a 7A loan in place now or you have it in place before September 27th, 2020, the first six months of payments the government will make for you and they will pay all fees. So, just think about that for a minute. If you've got something, some expansion you're wanting to do, or you want to buy a business, or maybe a 7A loan is something that you can work. Now, there is a little bit of a fine dance you do if you are a real estate investor. As a passive real estate investor, you normally can't qualify for the 7A loan. However, if you are, have vacation rentals or Airbnb or something like that, or part of those in there, then it does count for 7A. The other program that might be more exciting is a 504 plan, which is for a, an existing business that wants to buy a building for its business. So it would be a tenant in the building. Now, it's interesting with so many home offices. I mean, are we getting to the point where maybe a home could qualify or, you know, a multifamily unit where part of it is a business? Perhaps that's up to the lender and what they're going to do. So it also has the same thing for six months or from start. If you have one in place right now, the next six months, you don't have to make payments. The government will make the payments for you. The final one is a microloan, which is the one I just love because you can get a loan for up to $50,000 completely at the lender's discretion. And it's backed by the government. The government doesn't have any rules and it's backed by the government. So the lender, if you've got a bank you have a good relationship with, then you can go up and get a loan for up to $50,000. First six months are paid by the government and there are no fees. These are low interest loans that amortize usually over a couple of years to pay them back. But for people who are struggling, that might be a good one to take a look at. Wow. So if people are real estate investors, what should their lens be? Like moving away from kind of business owners and that kind of stuff in general, if you're a real estate investor and you mentioned a couple of different types of real Mm -hmm. estate businesses, some people run Airbnb type businesses. They might be doing the rental arbitrage or they might be, you know, doing different sorts of Airbnb businesses. And then there's, of course, the buy and hold real estate investors and, and real estate investors in different categories. So if people are real estate investors, how should they be looking at the opportunities right now? And how have you broken them out in your book? What should real estate investors be really paying attention to here? Yeah, what we need to do is start with what is the definition of you as a real estate investor? And you could be in more than one category. But if you are that Airbnb guy, you know, just like you just discussed, you are, for all intents and purposes, a business. So everything we've just talked about that's applicable for a business is applicable for you. You can get all of those SBA programs. If you are going to buy a building for your business, 
Then you've got this strict little category in SBA that's got some nice benefits on it now. That's called the 504 plan. And I think that could be something for people who still got bricks and mortar businesses, especially this might be a time to be taking a look at that. For people that are long-term holds, there's less available at this time. We're looking at you know, the forbearance plans that help. And I don't know firsthand knowledge of any lenders who are doing microloans for real estate investors, but from a strict reading of the law, it looks like that could happen. So if you've got a good relationship with your bank, you might ask them a question about that. And they'd have to be an SBA lender. But the term here is a microloan up to $50,000. Got it. Well, you know, a lot of these provisions help buy and hold real estate investors in different sort of secondary ways. So yes. For example, if you're concerned about your tenant losing their job or not being able to pay the mortgage, you know, some of these unemployment benefits that you mentioned, Diane, $600 a week yeah. extra money on top of the regular unemployment amount. So if the regular unemployment amount, let's say is 400 bucks, and now there's an additional 600 bucks, yeah. so your tenant, if they just became unemployed, could potentially get $1,000 a week to yeah. get them through this, which for a lot of our clients, Diane, and yeah. I mean, and, and many of your clients, they're also our clients because a lot of your clients buy their rental properties through Maverick Investor Group. So, you know, if you're talking about people that are paying $1,000 a month rent or something like that, right, $12,000 a year, those people are going to be qualified. Their income is certainly going to be at least three times that what's coming into them. But, you know, if this unemployment is going to give them $1,000 a week, I mean, that's $52,000 a year equivalent, which is actually higher than some of these people might have been making at their job before this. And so it's a real way to kind of bolster the tenant's ability to pay and all that kind of stuff. So I think there's a lot of sort of secondary or tangential benefits here. The same thing with the mortgage forbearance, even if you don't take it yourself, to stabilize the value of housing, to prevent foreclosures, to help the tenants continue to be able to pay their rent and all sorts of, of those things sort of in the larger real estate ecosystem. I absolutely agree with that. I mean, the more that helps our tenants, the better it helps us. And I also believe that's one of the reasons we're not seeing a crash in the economy as badly as it could be, is because there is this hope that even if they don't have the check yet, they know it's coming. And that's significant. A friend of mine's daughter works in, she nets, I don't know, 350 a week or so, and she's making more on unemployment. I'm hearing these stories over and over again with people. They make more on unemployment now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think your strategy there is right. You know, communicate with the tenant up front and just, you know, make sure they know about these things. Make sure they're aware of how to apply for unemployment. I mean, I'm, you know, you can actually give them information on that, that they would appreciate it and maybe work out something in the meantime, if it takes them a little while to get it. But once that employment kicks in and they're stabilized, you know, and you're in touch with the tenant. So I think, you know, being aware of what all of the aspects are that are available to different types of people right now. So you can take the aspects of this that are available to you and maybe as a business owner or as a real estate investor, but then being aware of what's available to your tenant so you can help them out and direct them there. And then it's a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. And your book, Diane, Corona Text, goes into all this kind of stuff. So I, th I mean, it's a really, really good resource because people are going to be able to see, okay, they're going to go through the book, say, okay, this is what's applicable to me. And then this is what's applicable to maybe my tenants or maybe my you know, independent contractors. The other thing I think that's really important is that if you own a business and you employ a lot of independent contractors, 
They're not employees. So you can't get the paycheck protection money to cover what you would normally pay them, but they can apply for their own PPP program. So being able to, I think, be in the know and say, okay, here's how I'm going to help out everybody in my ecosystem. For my employees, I'm going to be able to get this money and pay them. For my independent contractors, I can't, but I'm going to tell them how to apply for it themselves. For my tenants, I'm going to show them how to apply for the unemployment to make sure they're taken care of. And you know, you can really kind of help people out by being in the know, which is why I love this Corona textbook that you put together because it's really the first resource out there. I mean, this has all just come down in the last, you know, <laughs> less, than, less than two months. And you've already got a book with the whole resource, you know, all the resources itemized out. But tell us a little bit, Dan, about the structure of the book and uh, what people can expect when they pick this up. Okay. Um, and yeah, you're right. Yeah, this all happened uh, with the CARES Act, which was March 27th. So this is the fastest I've ever written a book and, and got it through. And it's, it's going to publish today. Uh, I've had it in pre-sale, pre-order, and then it goes live today. You can only buy it at my website right now, ustaxaid.com. And the purpose of that is because I know that there's going to be changes. And so I'm allowing anybody who buys this to buy subsequent editions, much, much lower price. The only way I can do that is if I control the sale of the book for a while. So it's nowhere but my site, US Tax Aid. Anyway, the key components that we're looking at are, and this isn't the order in the book, but I'll just go through them, economic stimulus check. That was that $1,200 with 500 per dependent, how that worked and kind of the intricacies because there were people who didn't get the money they thought they were going to get and why and what do they need to do to fix it because it's still possible even if you didn't get your check you can still get it the ppp plan which we did talk about here the eidl plan the other sba plans unemployment and then i'm just calling it everything else because there's a whole slew of tax breaks in there that are pretty amazing. And we didn't even talk about this here, but leasehold improvements, you now got bonus depreciation of 100% for write-off. Got net operating losses that you can take back five years and recapture all of the taxes you paid for the last five years. So there's a number of strategies that we could speak an hour on each one of them. That That's in the book as well. And then finally, I summarize it with uh, just, these are real life strategies. Because while I've been doing this, I've been running uh, live streams every day and had a number of people telling me the story and we worked on strategies together. I've got those in the book, real life stories of what's working for people and what's not working. And so people can use that in their own lives as well. It's awesome. Well, one of the reasons that I follow you closely and read all of your books is because you, whenever there's a new tax law change or something happens, you read through the minutia of <laughs> yeah, every single detail. <laughs> what a lot of people would do is they'll just like watch the news or they'll read an article in a major newspaper and it'll highlight a couple of the big things. So people might have heard of the Paycheck Protection Program and they certainly heard of the $1,200 stimulus check or, you know, some of those major things. But you tend to pull out these additional, like all of these little things that, you know, people are like, really? I've never heard about that or the media hasn't covered that. Can yeah. you give us, uh, you know, an example of maybe one or two things in this book that most people have probably not heard of just through the mainstream media? Well, you know, the one that I'm absolutely shocked nobody's talking about is the student loan program. And I mentioned that already, but there's, gosh, it must be eight different things that are ways for you to reduce your student loan 
or reduce the interest, not make payments, calibrate your payments. There's a whole bunch of changes that are in there. And I'm just shocked because this could help a lot of people by just understanding all the different possibilities there. I think for strategies, uh, one of the strategies I'm going to be talking about with my clients is this is the year 2020, where if things are a little bad, we're going to make it on paper anyway, look real bad because we're going to go capture a bunch of money back from the past years. And that's file early in 2021, get your money back. Meanwhile, if you are going to work, I would not have extra withheld from your check. If you're the kind of person who always has a refund, this is not going to be the year you want to refund next year because the IRS is, is going to continue to be slammed with work. As soon as the economic stimulus checks hit, they basically slowed down on all tax refunds and they because they just don't have the manpower to do it all. And the same thing's going to happen next year when everybody is hitting with these new tax laws. Well, it's amazing to me that you got the book out that fast. And actually, for anybody that's not heard your previous episode of The Maverick Show, episode number 42, one of the other things that I went through in that episode was your writing process and really drilled down on that because you've now done 15 books. You've had New York Times bestsellers, Wall Street Journal bestsellers. And I wanted to know, how are you this prolific and this substantive at the same time? And we really drilled down on your writing process in the last episode. And, and I've actually been referring a lot of people there if they're interested in writing books or that kind of stuff in terms of how you do that. So if somebody's amazed that you know this all happened just at the end of March and you've already got a book out about it, I want to refer them to episode 42 if they're interested in the writing process and you know sort of how to do that. But Diane, I want to f- ask you if you can just expand a little bit. When somebody gets uh, Corona tax and they buy the book through your website, what is that VIP Facebook group that you mentioned that they would automatically get access to? What will they expect there? And is that totally free? Yep, it is free. Um, there's actually three bonuses. And this, by the way, is just for a limited time. So if you're listening to this broadcast later, I'm sorry, because I had to t- cap my VIP group. So it's going to be just playing for a little bit here. You're going to be invited into a secret group. And what we're going to do there, or private or whatever they call them on Facebook. And what we're going to do there is talk about specific strategies as this whole part just unfolds in our lives. The second part that's going to be uh, available for everybody who's buying the book is you are going to be able to sign up to get email alerts as the law changes. And we know there's already talk of a fourth bill coming in. Or no, fifth bill. Sorry, we already had the fourth. And how's that going to impact what we've got? But it's not just the bills because we've seen the Department of Labor, the SBA, the uh, Treasury Department come in and change what's been written. The IRS has changed it as well. What is the law and how do you use it to help you and what your goals are. That's the purpose of those emails as we get more strategy. And then the third one is, is that there is a discount coupon that I'm going to give you that you can get the updated editions because I know we're going to be into probably second and third editions on this book as things change. And you're going to get it for just a fraction of the price because I don't think you should have to pay full price again to get updated. I want to keep you informed so everybody listening here can prosper and do help all of our economies grow. That's awesome, Diane. Okay, cool. Well, Diane, I want to thank you so much for coming back on The Maverick Show. It's always amazing to talk to you. Tell us uh, one more time for folks, how can they get the book and get access to the Facebook group and come into your world? Where should they go exactly? Okay, you go to ustaxaid.com and we have a full service tax practice. We do consultations, IRS representation, all of that. And that's what, through there, you can listen to my various live streams, which I do on Facebook. You could the, read the blogs, get part of the email so you get updates there. And that'll link you on over to the Facebook groups. 
Awesome. Yeah. And a lot of our clients use your tax services too. I mean, I want to mention that you work with a lot of the Maverick Investor Group, real yeah. estate investor clients, and you know, a lot of the business owners that listen to the podcast use USA Tax Aid. So folks, if you're interested in accounting services as well, by all means, when you go to the USA uh, Tax Aid site, in addition to checking out the book, feel free to register for a free consult and you can at least see if that's good for you. And if you're interested in you know, talking with Maverick Investor Group about buying rental properties at this time or, you know, developing a strategy for when you want to get into the market and, and start your acquisitions and kind of get your questions answered. You know, we uh, are here for you uh, for that as well. And you can get a free consult with us as well at themaverickshow.com slash consult. But Diane, we are going to put all of the links for everything that you mentioned in the show notes. So folks, you can just go to the show notes for this episode at themaverickshow.com and just go to the Diane Kennedy episode. You're going to be able to get links to exactly how to get Diane's book, how to get all the free stuff that she talked about and how to contact her company and sign up for that free consultation. Diane, thank you so much for being here. This was awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you always. It's always great talking to your people because, hey, I'm at heart a real estate investor too. I love this stuff. (laughs) Awesome. So good to have you here, Diane. All right. Good night, everybody. Be sure to visit the show notes page at themaverickshow.com for direct links to all the books, people, and resources mentioned in this episode. You'll find all that and much more at themaverickshow.com. Learn how Maverick Investor Group can help you by cash-flowing rental properties in the best U.S. real estate markets, regardless of where you live. Schedule a free phone consult today at themaverickshow.com slash consult. Now you can buy rental properties with tenants and local property management in place so you don't have to be a landlord or a rehabber to get your questions answered and discuss how Maverick Investor Group can help you meet your real estate investing goals. Schedule your free phone consult today at themaverickshow.com forward slash consult. If you like podcasts, you will love audiobooks, and you can get your first one for free at themaverickshow.com slash audiobook. Whether you want the latest best-selling novels or books on investing, business, or travel, try your first audiobook for free at themaverickshow.com forward slash audiobook.